Hey. Yeah, it's hard to hard to have an agenda when my whole body is so wrecked. Like every day. Oh, today was fucking one of the worst. Mainly because I was caught way out of balance, and I was just like. I was in total pain. It's not fun. Um, like I said, I don't like saying um. I hope all my shits at home, all my stuff, because I uh, <coughs> left it out while I went to the library. Wanted to charge up for an hour or two. I don't want to talk on this thing when I'm passing crazy cookie bitch. She's always asking for cookies under the bridge. Cookie Carrie, that's her nickname. I'll tweet it better. Cookie Carrie. Always asking for cookies, never giving them. Yeah, so another day, fucked by my fucking bowels. That was horribly painful. And the coffee I thought was going to tighten me up, but maybe it just made it worse. I don't know what it did, but oh my god, I had this shit so bad. I was like limping. And I was trying to hold it in, and I didn't know what to do. I was down at the main beach, and I'm like, fuck, I could go to the toilets around here, but it's just... Whenever I go to public toilets, I always get caught by fucking maintenance people, they always want to come in and do the toilet when I'm in the middle of my thing and it's always a disaster and then I have to limp away and I was just like, no, I'm not going to do that, so I waited for my mom, she didn't show up for some reason and I waited for, I looked for Andrew Yang Gang and I couldn't see them anywhere either, so it was like a double disappointment and I was just like, okay, well, whatever I waited for a while, and then I just limped away. It was so hard to walk. Finally, I got down to the river. I was going to jump into the bushes at this one place, but there's some people there. And then I finally got down to the river, and I found a spot to shit. And I just put out this fucking gnarly piece of deuce. It was all yellow and ugly. It smelled terrible. And then I was bleeding. Uh, and But at least I got it all out of me. It was, it was fucking... It was not feeling good. It was terrible. So then I slowly limped home and... I don't know. Once I got home, though, I mean... It wasn't that bad. You know, I noticed my bunghole is, like, feeling, like, a little better. Just a little bit better, I think. Like, it feels like it's got more nerve endings all of a sudden, like... And I... I honestly think that's from the probiotics uh, kefir. It feels a little healthier down there. It's like it feels lively. I don't know why that is, but it was a good feeling. It was like it has more stimuli, has more sensitivity. And I'd like to think that the K2 
kefir and stuff is helping my gut a little bit. I don't know what the fuck's going on now, you know? So that was... But at least I'm only deucing once a day nowadays. And, uh, it's windy. I'm sorry if it's hitting the microphone. <clears throat> I don't really think, you know, this is a quality recording. I'm just... I'm just improvising, trying to do my trip without changing too much. I mean, I drank coffee today for the first time in 10 days. But I felt like it was worth a try because... As I was saying earlier, it was like, you know, my main reason for quitting coffee is I wanted to see if it would help my prolapse get lessened. And the past 10 days have been hell. I mean, relatively. And so I'm like, well, maybe I'll try the coffee and maybe it'll tighten me up for a few days. So I thought that was a reasonable thing. To, maybe that's why my I was feeling a little more lively. Who knows? At this point, I was like, ah, oh, it doesn't really matter because I'm already fucked. So... Which is usually not a good reason to do something that's bad for your body is if you're already fucked, but I just was like, I'll try it. I'll try it. I'm probably going to try it again tomorrow. I'm probably just going to go and have another coffee because fuck, you know? I don't know what the fuck's going on. I mean, I hope someday I get regular again and I just start going back to what I used to do, which was deuce every third day. But it's been fucking pretty terrible. Uh, wish the wind wasn't blowing on this message. I'd give some good message. I tried to upload, I got, I wanted to upload all my previous recordings, but it's at like 300 megabytes. It's, I might be able to do it on Monday, but like, I like making a podcast and I, I value this speech I've given, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, I might just delete it because, you know, it's been a lot of agony and whatever I think I'm adding to the record, it's like, good for me to do it, so I do it, and then sometimes if I can't get it done pretty easily, then I'm like, okay, well, I'll delete it then. That's the guy, I just passed the guy that fell over and hit his head the other day. He's, I, was, I thought he looked a little younger as I was coming up behind him, but he's limping along, pushing a shopping cart. I looked at his cart, he's got like, looks like at least 12 Natty Ice cans just ready to go. That's probably what he drinks every day. That shit's so fucking nasty. It's like glue. Although back when I was drinking, yeah, but even then, it's like, oh, it makes you feel so heavy. Man, and it stinks too. Fucking hate that shit.
I mean, I might try to pull an AA on that guy, but I think he's pretty hopeless. I mean, I might try, but now that I, he's on my fucking radar, is the guy who falls over and cracks his head open in the street. You know, at least I'll, if I ever see him, I'll get a chance to talk to him. Hey, have you ever tried sobriety? Well, no. Uh, then I'd have to stop drinking beer. Like, I almost don't care. I mean, I'll, it's just, life just kind of happens to put alcoholics in front of me as they're almost everywhere you go. So it's like, I guess at some point, you know, maybe I'll, I'll try to first step them. But it's like, I tried a few really hardcore alcoholics in Los Angeles. And like, they're, you know, they basically all failed. And, uh, but I tried, you know, and I think that that was fair. And like, you know, there was this one woman, she started crying when she got her for one day chip. You know? And I think that that's a sign of something that, like, she wants to stop or she'd like to change. She's a funny person. She's really sweet. I think she's sweet. She might actually be crazy fucking devious, but she's fun to be around because she's funny. Then there was the other guy. He's poor, like, guy, so alcoholic. But he was, like, a really mild-mannered guy. And, uh, but he just couldn't stop drinking. And, I mean, I don't know. It's it's not like a regular person. Like, he's, like, really, really fucking addicted to alcohol. But I don't know what to do about that. Like, I, you know, it's up to God, I guess. Hey, bunny. Hey. What are you doing down there? Hey, bunny. Hey, little guy. Bunny, bunny, bunny. Oh, this big black spider fell on me today. Or it was on me. There's been a lot of spiders in the bush lately. Hey, bunny. Anybody seeing me? Well, I should have enough uh, battery for um, watching some good shows. Thank God all my shits here, it looks like. All right, great. And I don't even have to shit. Oh, I was reading Nietzsche today. And I got really bored really fast. I knew I was going to be laid up and I had no battery power on my phones. And I was really looking forward to reading it. Because, like, I like Nietzsche. But, god damn, whoever organized this edition... Uh, well, his name is R.J. Hollandale. Hollandale. I mean, I don't know if it's his problem or Nietzsche's, but the prefaces, all these little maxims that were to introduce, like, who's a good reader and who's not, and who the works are designed for, it's all by Nietzsche. But I was like, dude, Nietzsche, shut the fuck up, dude. You are such an arrogant asshole. And it's like, oh, my God. And I got tired of just, like, reading his crap, his arrogance. And then I was just like, okay, I'm exhausted by reading that. But I, actually, I read the one fable that I remember reading when I was young, which is about the camel and the lion, and then there's a third character, which is the baby, so I read that again, that was pretty interesting, I mean, I really felt like, I don't know if I would totally understand that parable, but when I was young, you know, I was like the camel too, I I took on so many different things I wanted to know and learn, and all the trouble of the world tried to solve it in a way, 
as an activist and philosopher maybe, but, and, uh, you know, I, I would think that by maybe about five years ago is when I finally started to cast it all off. And I mean, in a way, in the figure, at least I became like the line, but I'm not sure. And then there was this debate about you should, or I will, which is what the lion is responding to. I will versus someone else saying you should. I guess, but I didn't quite know if I understood exactly his uh, connotations there. I kind of got it. I mean, if I set my own agenda, it's I will. If someone else is telling me what I can or cannot do, it's you should. Or you should do this as a a duty. Well, I think that's what the casting off of the responsibility thing is, is to just deny any duty ever again. I don't know. Maybe I didn't understand it, but... I've kind of gone to a length to... uh, try to cast off any responsibility or duty that I may have felt when I was younger. But one thing I don't like is that I still am reporting all the time and I'm like, I feel like I'm giving away my consciousness to whoever listens and like I speak towards a power center in New York typically. And not only, I don't even speak towards the criminals, I speak towards their servants, which is just like I'm serving their fucking sycophantic servants. I uh, was trying to take a break from No Agenda, but I couldn't download Secession today, because last Sunday I got it down on a Sunday, and we usually have to wait till Monday for HBO shows. But, um, so I was like, well, I guess I'll download No Agenda. I don't know if anything happened in the news recently, but I will enjoy listening to them. The main reason I'm thinking about boycotting them is because they continually, mainly Adam Curry continually makes this huge problem, this huge thing about homeless people without any empathy. Like he's never, he never imagines he's ever going to be homeless. He acts like homeless people are just like beneath his contempt. And, uh, it's fucking just disgusting. Honestly, he has no sense of community. He mocks all reference to people who even say things like they made fun of this guy. He's like, Oh, they're our neighbors. Too. He's oh, there are neighbors too. Like he's one of those guys who's just like stupidly fucking thinks he's far beyond homeless people. And what an asshole! He's not even from America. Anyway, and I was thinking about getting some sugar because I'm like, man, I always get depressed if I don't have sugar. But 
I still have about a pound of yogurt, and I got these Black Mission figs, and I got these really good crackers I like from Trader Joe's. Tamari with uh, rice crackers. Oh, God, they're so good. They taste so good. And, um, I mean, I used to love eating white rice with uh, soy sauce, and they taste almost exactly like that. I mean, I'm kind of a little afraid of them. I like that they're... I mean, they're gluten-free, but just that I eat so much of them, I'm afraid I'm going to make myself shit long wads of fucking rice, basically, but rice flour. But, but fuck, they're a good snack. Um, I got Peaky Blinders, which I'm looking forward to watching, and I got the season two of Fleabag, which some people recommend. Oh, and I got three albums. Oh, I got an episode of Power, too. I don't know why it's trending, but it's, it seems like it's old, but maybe, no, maybe not. Maybe it's a new episode, I don't know. But I downloaded, I hate Lana Del Rey lately, but. Norman fucking Rockwell. I'll listen to that. I'm, I'm so sick of her style. And Post Malone has a new album called Hollywood's Bleeding. I'll check that out. Oh, and then Tool was at the top of the list. And now I'm not a Tool fan, but I figure if this is a new album, I want to I hear how they're doing. I mean, I never really listened to them, but I feel like I heard someone blasting them the other day. I can imagine, like, if I was a Tool fan and they put out a new album and it's been, like, ten years, I'd be, stu I'd be super stoked. I was trying to think if there was a comparable thing. Well, it was like when Guns N' Roses got back together. It was like all my friends and I were, well, just me and the one friend. But we were all, like, really excited about that. I was like, yeah, cool, dude. Anyway, so that's a little bit about what I've been doing. And I'm going to listen to No Agenda, I guess, for a little while. Let's try this. Yeah, and I can't give any fucks. I hope my mom's okay. I think she probably is. She probably just decided not to come, or she was late, I hope. I'm not too worried about her, but I'm a little worried about her, but I'll catch up with her later, I guess. I don't know what the fuck happened, but hopefully it's just nothing. I guess I am a little bit worried. But damn, I struggled to get there. Boy, I was suffering so bad, but I'm not, I'm not like, mad at her for not being there. I was more just like, well, that sucked. I came all this way, and it's nothing good of it came.
displaying that map in the Oval Office. That was the original uh, chart, and you see it was going to hit uh, not only Florida, but Georgia. It could have, uh, was going toward the Gulf. That was what we, what was originally projected, and it took a right turn. Take a closer look. The black line projecting that Dorian would move from Florida to Alabama appears to be drawn on by a marker. Here's the original issued last Thursday by the National Hurricane Center, Alabama in the clear. President Trump has repeatedly insisted Alabama was in Dorian's path. Alabama could even be in for at least very National Weather Service even forced to correct him, saying Alabama will not see any impacts from Dorian, but he's still not backing down. I know that Alabama was in the original forecast, but Alabama was hit very hard and uh, was going to be hit very hard along with Georgia. Now FEMA and NOAA referring all questions about the seemingly doctored map back to the White House, where President Trump said he knew nothing about it. I don't think one of the models may 
have to go back and look. Because I do have that spaghetti chart somewhere in my files. If any of them all showed that thing just taking a right and bouncing up the coast in North Carolina and then hitting Nova Scotia, it's <laughs> pretty much the long shot model. I'm curious if it's there. You should go back and take a look at that. Uh, well, because it's a. Uh, do we have a lot of I mean, they had models go every which way. Yeah.
This is uh, designed to be listened to by venture capitalists or their interns. And I have about one or two major projects I have in mind right now that maybe there's already answers to them, but I had a hard time finding them. And I've been looking for them for a while. Actually, I'll just list them. One is offline browser. Two is give me a fucking smartphone that I can download podcasts on and use a Bluetooth earbud on without it being a piece of shit. And I don't even know what the state of affairs is because, or the state of the art is, because I was looking into it, and it looks like it's a piece of shit right now. And when I talked to my sister, she has an Apple Watch. She says you have to link it to an Apple iPhone. And I'm like, you are kidding. That was like a year ago. I was like, you're kidding me. They're making you do that? That's like when they had iPod Touch, which was a great product about 10 years ago. And then 12 years ago. No, no, no. No, no, it was about seven years ago. And then they, uh, no, about eight years ago. I had one in 2011. It was great. And then they're like, oh, let's let's double the weight of this, and we'll make AT&T an add-on feature that you have to pay for. When we already had Skype back then. We already had, like, I don't know if we had video chat, but they had FaceTime. And it was like, oh, yeah, we never have to pay for a cell phone bill again. It's like, oh, yeah, you do. So AT&T added themselves to fucking iPhone. I guess, you know, to some people that was a good idea, but to me it was total waste. <coughs> Excuse me. So, God, these idiots. They're still out here just wasting fucking the world. They're like, duh, we're going to cut down the riverbed, but we're never going to start. So, basically, there's two or three things that I just want to do. I tried to describe them. One is put podcasts on my smartwatch. I don't want to carry a phone. And the other is offline browsing. And, you know, I've got, right now, I want to commend some people for like, because about even six months ago or a year ago, I was like, why the fuck is it so hard to download podcasts? 
And so I finally found Stitcher and like it automatically downloaded most of the podcasts I wanted to listen to. But it was ugly as fuck. And I'm like, man, this is an ugly ass interface. It's got like 50 fucking pages. It's can't tell where's everything. Shit goes over there, over there. It's hard to get shit off. And uh, then I went back to just downloading manually because I was, God, just give me something simple. But that was tedious. And I'd spend a half hour every day like trying to find shit to listen to. And then I finally found Podcast Addict. And uh, basically all my problems have been solved. It's just, it's kind of ugly. And I hate apps that have like a little orange RSS on them or they're just super nerdy. There's no branding. Podcast Addict is, I don't like the name. But the damn thing works good. And I press one button, it refreshes all of the things I'm subscribed to and downloads them all. And the only thing is, is like fucking deleting them and all that is like a total pain in the ass. So I go into my file manager and most days when I'm really doing it right, I just go to the fucking, go into the Android file, go find the fucking file five layers deep and just delete it because it's it's the simplest way to delete everything. Otherwise I'd have to go through and fucking delete everything. There's probably no select all. There's no control over interface. There's no especially easy way to make the console look like exactly what I want to see. I have to look at the last, the first, I have to look at the podcast that starts with the lowest letter, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and I have to look at that every time I open it. It's fucking annoying. It's not what I want to look at. I want to look at every single fucking episode I have on there right now. That's exactly what I want to look at. I also want to be able to select all and delete them the fuck when I don't want to listen to them anymore. That's what I want to do. Why wouldn't I want to do that? Better yet, even swipe left, get those things the fuck off my phone now. But, you know, not everybody makes the best interfaces. Otherwise, at least I can download a whole bunch of podcasts all at once. So thanks to Podcast Addict for that opportunity. That's got to be the easiest way for me to consume new information lately. The thing about podcasts is that it's a lot of bullshit. A lot of opinions out there. A lot of fucking dumb opinions. But I guess if I subscribed more specifically to fact-based podcasts, I'm not even going to talk about like what is considered fact. But whoever you know compiles factual reports then uh, I could probably have a lot more facts going on. In fact, I could make my own system, or one of my podcasts, be all about facts read by a robot, and I could probably have the most accurate stream of data going into my fucking head as possible if I could continually manage to get more and more facts into text format. And then I'd make the robot read it. And then it turned it into audio. It'd be the easiest way to get the stuff off of a desktop computer or automated if someone else was doing it. I guess that's automated. I mean, if I could have robot sources like pulling facts or at least headlines, then I could do that. But I don't really have, I currently don't have the ability to have robots just read. Even though I don't like Google, I'd probably go with Google News Search topic and have it just read headlines, if that was possible. And then it would all automate and compile, and then when I got online, I could just automatically download all that shit. That would be good. 
Let's see, what are these assholes doing? But that's kind of more like towards, well, it's a little bit closer to offline. See, here's the other thing. I don't like really browsing, browsing for news, but when I do, if I grab a link and I know I want to read the article, I want to paste the link once and have it downloaded into my mobile browser. I don't want to have to, I'm on a desktop, I post the link, I should be able to collect a bunch of links and then have an app that automatically downloads all those web pages. It's as simple as that. I don't think I even need to elaborate. The fact that this doesn't exist yet is a major deficiency. And like I've been looking around on Stack Exchange and chat boards and shit, people want this. I want this. It's hard to find. I call it offline browser, but that's just, there's an offline browser out there, but it doesn't work. And it's like, dude, I just want to, you know, I don't want to have to, like an Opera mobile, which is what I use. I paste a link, then I have to go up into the corner, open up the menu, press offline page or save page, and I have to scroll to make sure the page is even loaded because of all the stupid ad spam that people put on pages. It doesn't even load the pages most of the time. Half the time. Mostly on all the East Coast crappy digital journals that load everybody up with spam and cookies and shit. Um, what do I have to do? I have to go. Go to Opera. I'm on a page. I hit that button up there. Then I have to press Offline Pages. Then it says, oh, that's it. And then, But if I have a whole bunch of them, then I have to hit the tab and I have to close the window. So I have to do four things that I shouldn't have even had to do after I merely open the tab. If I'm in offline browsing mode and I, if I turn it on, for example, I should just hit the link, open it into a new tab, and it automatically saves. It should be that simple. I should also be able to go to a page full of links hit the button and have them all get downloaded completely. Hey, if I can have an offline page inside of a browser, then why can't I have an app that does that for me inside of the browser or side app? I don't, it's just to me, it's like, what do I waste all my time doing every day? It's like downloading pages for offline viewing. And then I guess the other topic I was going to talk about is Android watches standalone apps for podcast same thing podcast addicts should be on android watches i don't have an android watch but i was reading about it today i'm like what's the simplest thing to do well what i ended up realizing is it sounds like it's hard to get a standalone app to download podcasts on wi-fi onto your watch which and i looked at all these message boards and they're like that's all i want to do they just want to download apps so they can go jogging they don't want to carry their phone, and it sounds like you've got to sync your fucking watch to the phone, so you're probably using Bluetooth at like a quarter of the speed of Wi-Fi to fucking transfer some stupid-ass fucking podcasts that suck that are 100 megabytes because people still haven't used OGG. Fucking idiots. I'm talking to developers out there that actually know things. OGG is half the rate of fucking MP3. It's half the size, just as good. And, I mean, who wouldn't want a little loss of fidelity just so they could get some shit to listen to? All you gotta hear is they go, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't have to be that good. Man, they haven't even started this fucking procedure. These doofuses are fucking cutting, like, small amounts of plants down. And they have this contract to remove the whole fucking river. And I'm like, dude, where am I gonna sit? You guys are just, like, wasting 
wasting time. I moved my shit for you, and now you didn't even do anything? And it's only two in the afternoon? So, uh, yeah, and then, I mean, there's more things I want to do. I, that's just the beginning. Those are the things that are like, are you kidding me? This doesn't exist yet? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Maybe you can download podcasts straight onto your watch with Wi-Fi. But it doesn't sound like it's very good. It doesn't sound like it's like that yet, especially for Android. Um, but even for Apple, it doesn't sound like it is. Now, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. By the way, it's September 9th, 2019. And I don't own a smartwatch yet. But I'm thinking about getting one. So I've been looking for them. There's some that are like 25 bucks. There's some that are like 45 And I'm like, yeah, 45 sounds about right. I'm not going to spend 400 bucks on a fucking watch, especially if it doesn't do anything. Good. Because like, just like everybody else, all I want is a bunch of podcasts on my wrist and coming streaming shit into my Bluetooth. Not even streaming. I want it for offline. I don't want to have to pay Wi-Fi bills. Spying on everybody. I might have got mad or something if I didn't know that guy, but he gave me an eyebrow raise, too, like he was kidding. Yeah, what is the phone for? Even my mom said she saw somebody doing what I do, which is reporting on my phone, and she thought, he must he must be working for the, the drug enforcement agency. I, I saw him hanging out with a guy in a van. I, I saw them sync up together. And I was like, oh, my God, even my mom's paranoid now. Every tweaker around here thinks I'm a fucking cop or something just because I talk into my phone. And I'm like, fuck you know, that's the only difference between me and your regular podcaster is they work in the studio. I don't. Why would I want to work in the studio? Like, why? Why? I mean, sure, it's nice to get hi-fi audio fidelity, but is it worth the cost? Just to hear somebody go on with their fucking stupid opinion costs them like $500 an episode to fucking deliver their stupid opinion. Cost me zero. OGG. All right. I'm getting ready to eat. I'm fucking pissed off. Um, you know what I could do? I could just go lurk in my one bush. Even though all my other shit's out here. I just, uh... I could just go lurk down there. Or how about right there? Oh yeah, I'll go right down there and then I'm just moving to my new spot. Well, okay. So let me elaborate. I don't think I'm I'm getting the feeling that you can't download podcasts onto your smartphone. I mean onto your smartwatch with Wi Fi yet. But I looked into it. There's one app called Wear Wearcasts, but then they said it was like they banned it for a minute and then it came back. But then I looked into it a little bit. I haven't tried it yet, but it looks like because I don't have a watch. But it says it says you like um, it's still slow, and I'm guessing it's because they do Bluetooth transfer from phone to watch. 
which is not, if that's how it is right now, I am like supremely disappointed, but I would not be surprised because everything in tech is supremely disappointing. Like, I should definitely be able to walk by Starbucks with my watch, turn it on, download RSS that I've already subscribed to. Boom. Get, like, fucking four hours of data onto my phone. That's that. Don't need to do anything else. Just like I do on my phone right now. If it's not like that, then why isn't it like that? And why wouldn't we want to work towards that? Because then we can drop the phones. We don't need to carry phones anymore. Although some people like to use them to call people. I don't, you know, I could, if I can make a standalone app on an Android watch that involves some kind of SMS, not SMS necessarily, or just a Wi-Fi interpage, I can leave messages on web pages I've designed, or I could do secure chat with anybody if that was possible, and I could also do, I'd like to do walkie-talkie message back and forth with anybody, that seems conceivable, and if not, then maybe I'd use cell, cell. I'd use cell if, uh, it was free, maybe, but only... I don't think cell is necessary anymore. I think walkie-talkie, talkback, little messages would be about all I'd need to do. I'd turn my watch on on the app. I'd say, hey, Mom, I'll meet you at so-and-so at 1 p.m. on Tuesday, like we talked about. I'm doing good. How are you? Goodbye. And it would send to her. And then I'd get it back. A little later, I'd walk by Starbucks again and refresh and get a message from her. Oh, okay, that sounds great. I'll see you there. I'm doing good, too. So what am I going to do? I'm going to run down into the bushes. And, uh, I just want to lay down for a while. Put a little bit of stickers in my feet. Let's slide down the hill. I don't know what's up with these idiots. They said they were going to cut down the fucking riverbed, and then they just parked, parked around here, and they're not doing anything. Like a few of them are snipping some bushes here and there. It's like fucking retarded. Uh, which is like how I feel about most of the tech world. Alright, so I'm thinking about getting a smartwatch for like 50 bucks. And I want to do standalone Android apps. And I want to make sure that they fucking work good. And I want to look for that developers community. And I want them to work. And, uh, if they don't work, I'll go insane until they do work. Shit. There's plenty of bushes down here, but there's just, like, not a lot of good spots to sit. I'm over here. That looks pretty good. spot, just because there's some dumbasses down by my spot not doing shit, fuck more, I'm pissed, gotta lay down, there's a pretty good spot, or how about over here, that looks good, yeah, it's not that bad, I can hang out here all day, yeah, It's not bad. Not for the time being.
freezing in here for the while. I guess I get high blood pressure at some point, and it's just like, time to chillax for a while. Go away, fucking chopper bullshit. What the fuck is your problem, dude? You need to put out a fire that's not there. 76. Sounds like a diesel tank. It's fucking farting by. Fuck is his problem. Alright, 2.30 p.m. I don't know. Maybe I'll go down the way a little bit, but I'm just fucking trying to relax. I'm a, I'm actually in a pretty good mood. I would be in a good mood. I think that when I swear and stuff... I mean, I got in a pretty bad mood today, but like I needed to lay down. Now that I'm laid down, I probably won't swear as much. And uh, it's just like, you know, I'll just say that... I've been working on a few of these ideas for like months. Like trying to figure out how to get an offline viewer. That doesn't, I don't have to waste my time downloading patiently every fucking webpage and taking five clicks to do it. It's, it's like, it should be obvious, but it's not. And then I've been wanting to get a smartwatch, and I don't know if uh, my problems have already been solved, but it looks kind of like they haven't. And I'm like, God, that would suck if I... And so that's like the, man, what is your fucking problem, bro? Stupid ass fucking helicopter. Looks like he's gonna show no signs of abatement of looping right the fuck near me.
Oh, that's good. Oh. Damn it, dude. Don't come back.
and they created the Plunge Protection Team with a working group on finance to keep a perpetual rolling bull market and to get rid of the business cycle to favor a perpetual nirvana for Wall Street. And this has gotten now this post-Greenspan, Bernanke, Yellen, here we have Jay Powell, is now taking it upon themselves not only to get rid of the business cycle, but to actually challenge the president by saying, we're going to adjust our interest rate policies to try to take you out of office. So not only have they abandoned their mandate of price stability and counter-business cycle policies, but they have decided that they are a fifth branch of government. Right, so that's not in the Constitution. That's way, way off the Constitution and counter-business cycle policies. But they have decided that they are a fifth branch of government to try to take you out of office. Sun cycle, but to actually challenge the president by saying, we're going to adjust our interest rate policy. Greenspan, Bernanke, Yellen, here we have Jay Powell, is now taking it upon themselves not only to get rid of the business cycle, but to actually challenge the president by saying, we're going to adjust our interest rate policies to try to take you out of office. So not only have they abandoned their mandate of price stability and counter-business cycle policies, but they have decided that they are a fifth branch of government, right? So that's not in the Constitution. That's way, way off the Constitution. That is tyrannical. First of all, when they, since 1987, we've had the divine right of banks. They've established this, and it's now solidified that they are divine. They have the right to exist beyond all others. They don't have to abide by the laws of that common man has to abide by about going bankrupt and things like that. This doesn't happen to the, the, the sun kings of Wall Street. So to be clear, I know that there are three branches of government, but I all, I all include the, the press as the... Unstated fourth. The fourth That's branch. why I refer to them as trying to be the fifth. Okay? So Freaking commenters, you can go, go, go. Okay. Away. Since we're talking about the Fed, I'll, uh, I'll say this. The U.S. President Donald Trump's trade war with China keeps undermining the confidence of businesses and consumers, worsening the economic outlook. This manufactured disaster in the making presents the Federal Reserve with a dilemma. Should it mitigate the damage by providing offsetting stimulus or refuse to play along? If the ultimate goal is a healthy economy, the Fed should seriously consider the latter approach. And he actually goes on to say, like, there's even an argument that the election itself falls within the Fed's purview. <laughs> but, you know, before you comment on that, I want to say, because like, I'd like to compare it for what is going on in France and where we are. We're home here in Paris and France. And, you know, when the divine right of kings ended here, and it was a very brutal ending to the divine right of kings, we'll say, when this sort of situation, when France was on the verge of bankruptcy, thanks very much France because they went bankrupt because we, there was a gold standard then and they used their gold to finance the American Revolution. But that was good for us. But it, they went bankrupt. And what did uh, John Law suggest they do? Open the books. He showed the books of the divine king to the people. They published it and all the people of France read it. And suddenly the king is like an ordinary person. Oh, you know, he bought some toilet tissue. He went to, you know, to Safeway or Tesco. And, you know, there was an ordinary thing, but also like the extravagance of his life and the court's life was suddenly so shocking to the people. So here's the Fed basically opening up their books. It's like, oh, we're independent and we're like the clergy. We're just, you know, funneling the messages from the economic gods. But now they're saying, no, we're going to rig this system. We're going to overthrow the government. We're going to like install our own puppet uh, banker. Right. The 
the Fed would like us to believe that there's policy and economics behind what they do, yes. and they have dots, and they yes. follow the dots, yes. and they get together in these confabs like Jackson Hole, and they discuss economics, when in fact they're politically motivated, hatchet guys who are there to protect the bankers and make sure that their friends do not obey the rule of law. And I'm not sure it's about the king uh, being shown his true accounting so much as opening the kimono. The king is a very